Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! I'm back, so deal with it. Let's do this! Finally, The Rock has come back! Live TV is awesome. The spirit of Ultimate Warrior will run Alright, welcome back folks to WrestleRant Radio for this week, July 14th, 2015. A big episode today, special guest at Reborn Again, Jonathan Ritland from the Twitter. Also, you can find him on Ustream and YouTube as well. Great friend of mine, been talking to him on Twitter for years now, a huge wrestling fan. Got a wealth of knowledge about the product and the entire business. He's on the show today, we're all over the map. Previewing Battleground on Sunday, talking about Raw last night, the awesome women's angle, um, where he thinks the direction of WWE might go into SummerSlam, WrestleMania, pitching Wyatt versus Triple H, and so many other angles in regards to TNA and or topics of discussion rather in regards to TNA, WCW, and so much more. It's a great conversation. You guys are going to enjoy it. But um, before we get started, though, just want to kind of preface the uh, the, the uh, following recording saying that the quality on my end is not great, or at least because of my uh, what happened on my end, the recording is not um, awesome quality, that where I am right now recording this, I do not get great service. So Jonathan cuts in and out at some point in time, that's because of my, uh, my phone, just has the shittiest service you can possibly imagine, I don't get great service where I currently live, unfortunately. Um, that also in the fact that I got up a few times, my phone almost died, it's super hot in my house. I thought my phone was going to over, or not my phone, my laptop was going to overheat like it did a couple times this morning. It's been a crazy day, I'm telling you. So thankfully, we got the recording out. I was very nervous it was going to shut down. It was just going to turn off on me. Thankfully, that was not the case. And uh, it, it came out okay. So if you hear any like cutting in and out and whatever uh, of Jonathan on the phone, that was my uh, that was my fault. Uh, but you could still hear him pretty much for the most part. And it is a great conversation that I hope you enjoy. Jonathan, how's it going? What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing good. How about you? Oh, you know, just took a nap. It's really muggy over here, so yeah. That's good. Good. <laughs> good. Good. Well, are you excited for Sunday for Battleground? Yeah, more for the most part. Um, I gotta admit, I mean, I'm not sure. You know, I wonder if they're gonna have like an NXT and you know, they have the NXT women in vain. Because I'm not. They sold on the Naomi uh, Sasha Banks, you know, Tamina pairing. Unless they're going to have Sasha Banks attack Naomi, you know, Naomi basically ripped off her gimmick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah. you know, with the whole with the whole look. I mean, when Naomi first debuted that, I'm like, okay, is she trying to irritate Sasha Banks? <laughs> to no end, because I mean, you saw the light up boots and the goggles and all that, and I'm like, or the glasses. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> What are they doing here? I mean, like, what in the world? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't... I don't know. What about... Yeah, because I don't think Cage is going to win the title. I don't think Cage will. Well, the thing is, is that currently there's no Divas match announced for the pay-per-view, unless I missed something, and unless oh, they... Oh, really? Announced... Oh, really? They didn't even... Book... I thought they booked Cage versus Naomi. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if they booked Cage versus Naomi. 
Oh, maybe they did. I have no idea. I don't think so. As of right now, I haven't we're, heard we're, anything. We're, but... we're Paige Nikki. I mean, not Paige Naomi, Paige Nikki. Yeah, yeah. Well, well that, that begs the question. It, because they have not yet booked a match for the pay-per-view, do you think that's the match that they might book for the show? I AJ was 295. Was it 295? Okay, I, could, I, I think so. Remember. I'm not sure. I, I, think you, I, I think you're right, but um, it would just be ridiculous for Nikki to hold it for another, it'd be another three months at least, or yeah. close to it, to break that. I think it's. If she's got a separated shoulder. If I'm not mistaken, I think from what someone mapped it out, I think it's the Monday, I want to say, before Night of Champions. So you're right, that's about two months from now. Yeah, it's about too much. It's just, it's like, I, I'm not, I, you you know me from talking doc, to me on Twitter for years. I am not the biggest fan of the belt. I don't <laughs> hate, I don't hate Nikki. Yeah. I don't hate Bree. Neither of them can really talk. Nikki has improved in the ring, but still, like last night when she was on the mic, I'm like, good Nikki. Don't, no, just, just shut up. Don't talk. <laughs> Do not talk. Yeah. Don't talk. Just go out there and show your improved ring skills. No, I agree. But I agree. I, I mean, it's just, but if she, if she's got the separation, or she cannot hold the title for another two months, it's ridiculous. It brings down the Divas division. To me, I'm not saying that she hasn't been good foil for the Divas, but it has gone on long enough. We don't need a near two, a near one year title reign. We don't need it. Not with Nikki when. I'm just going to come right out and say, I know why she has the title. Everybody else knows why she has the title. Yep. Team Bella fans will not say why she has <laughs> the title or they'll, or they'll blow it up. Because, again, look, there, there's a reason. Were they sorely missed when they left right after Extreme Rules 2012? I wouldn't I say so. No. I didn't even know if they were gone. <laughs> and then when they came, came back, they were teamed up with... Uh, Sandow and Rhodes for no reason and yep. then that match was thrown off of Mania and Nikki had her shin injury and I was hoping that she would come back because I, I don't but when she got the title I was like okay she'll lose the title soon I'm like okay let's just bury AJ alright we're, we're upset at AJ because her man left because the doctor doesn't know how to treat injuries <laughs> and it's just since then now I just think it's ridiculous. I, but like you said, I when I think about the battleground card, I don't think that there is a match scheduled. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. I'm not saying all the NXT women should be involved. I mean, if I remember right, Becky Lynch just said on NXT recently she had like a hip flexor or hip type of uh, injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe she shouldn't be like wrestling just yet, unless, unless it was just like you know a strain and she's able to come back soon. But, like, Charlotte, I think you build the... If it worked for me, I don't know about Battleground, unless you want to throw Paige Nikki there. But I think you got to build the Charlotte Nikki at uh, SummerSlam. 
Yeah, Paige yeah. has gotten... I, I like Paige, but she's gotten so many chances at that title. Since WrestleMania, like you said, it's been crazy. This year alone. So I think keeping her out of the yeah. title picture for right now would be fine. But, you know, what do you book in the meantime? Maybe you do... I don't know, maybe like an eight diva battle royal and the winner faces Nikki for the title at SummerSlam. That's one thing you can do, I guess, right? That's probably, I mean, I don't think to do that a better than they could. I mean, I think that'd be kind of a stupid one to just throw it together all of a sudden, especially if they try to announce it on SmackDown because, I mean, and I know you, I know you watch SmackDown for your reviews and other people do also. SmackDown has been direct outside of a few matches on a few shows for a while. I haven't even watched it since February. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't have been, it would have been great to, for Stephanie to announce the, bat, the Battle Royal, like you said. Just announce it, boom. Okay, this is what we're going to have a Battleground. But they didn't announce it. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. They've had, and, exactly. Well, they've had uh-huh. five weeks to build to this show. You know, they, they, since, what was the last show? Money in the Bank. They've had five weeks from then to now to book a match for the women, which is fine. They booked a lot of other matches like Rollins and Lesnar and um, the tag team title match Reigns. and Owens and Cena, Reigns and Wyatt were all announced pretty much about a month ago. But, yeah, the Divas match, if there is going to be one, they should have done it Monday. I absolutely agree. I think waiting until SmackDown at the latest um, is too little too late. They might not have them wrestle at all. Might, they just might do a segment. But um, um, they didn't really make anything clear last night. Yeah, I well, I mean, I got... I mean, I finally got to watch Raw live for the first time in a while because as you know, I'm on the West Coast, so I don't always get to see the uh, East Coast feed and everything or the live feed. Mm-hmm. But I remember watching it, and it just—it seemed like with Raw, a lot of the tag matches were set up strictly to build to battleground. I'm not sold on Sheamus Orton, even though they work well together in the ring. I was not a fan of matches in 2010, and when you said about battleground, I'm like, hmm. Okay, they'll work a good contested match, but unless this is on the line at any point, this feud's going to be nothing. Just my opinion. Yeah. Well, the match is not I even mean, that, too, but the matches aren't even that good to the point like, oh, you know, it may, the feud might not mean anything, but at least the match is going to be good. I can't remember the last truly great match they had, you know? I can't, See, my, my opinion, 2010, if you look at their match at Royal Rumble 2010, I really care. Yep. Why? Because and there was also really no hype with it. Exactly. Sheamus' yep. two WWE title reigns in late 09 to, two, to February 2007 when he lost it at, at uh, Elimination Chamber. And then when he won it again, he won it again, I think, oh God, was it Fatal 4-Way? Yep, that was he it. A fatal four- yeah. No, it, was, it, was, it was Fatal 4-Way the month before. And then he held it for a few months. Or maybe he did win a fail four way, and then he he retained it when Nexus came in. Yeah, he retained it when Nexus um, came in, like in a cage match. It was, it was Seamus and Cena or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he had... Seamus in that year, yeah, he won the WWE title to, uh, twice, but he's been a great workhorse for the company. Great, you know, great guy. I mean, dependable. He has been injury-prone the past couple of years where he was injured for a few months after Money in the Bank 2013. And then, you know, or late last year, he was injured for a, number, for a number of months. And I'm sure that was part kept off to freshen his character. Even though now I think, he, even though he's been great as a heel, he looks like Irish Zoidberg as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, my God, like when I first saw him, I'm like, um, what? Why does he look like a guy that would work in a, in a Spencer's or in a tattoo parlor? 
I, I just don't, I don't even know if there are Spencers around anymore. <laughs> no, no, I but, do agree. Yeah, no, I do agree, though. I feel like his his look is different, but I feel like he's been doing. Well, you mentioned before his work as WWE champion. I feel like he's been doing the best work since he first came into the company five or six years ago. You know, at least he's ten times more interesting than he was as a babyface. Those, you know, the one eight hundred fella commercials, which I'm sure you remember, those oh, were deplorable. Oh god, god. <laughs> I mean, it's you know, but see, my my problem wasn't this. This is where I'm going to tell you I soured on him as a face. You may you may agree, you may not agree. He comes he comes in the throw at twenty. 12 Royal Rumble. He'd had, he'd had a few matches with, uh, with Christian and stuff like that. I yeah. think they had a match at either... It was Night of Champions... No, they had a segment of Survivor Series or a segment of Night of Champions and I think a match of Survivor Series or something like that. And then Sheamus was kind of getting built and built and you felt he might win the Royal Rumble. Well, then Daniel Brown's in the midst of his, uh, his, his uh, world title run and doing the yes, yes. Even though he was doing it to spite the fans, the fans caught on to it because they liked it likable even as a heel what did it was Vince showing and showing and flexing his creative control and him being the company and I'm like no you're not going to cheer Brian you're going to cheer Sheamus coming out of Mania with the 18 seconds uh-huh. they didn't boo the man the, the worker they, didn't hate, they don't hate him as a worker or at least a lot of smart fans won't they hated it that he was given the title in that if if they had had match like they had had extreme rules, you know, their two out of three balls match. Yeah. Or that people would have soured on Sheamus. But from then that's where people have started to sour on like you said in fifty thousand matches him and Del Rio had. <laughs> for no reason. In 2000, no, right, for no reason. They were all well contested. Yeah. But it's like the, the SummerSlam match that they had. I think it was SummerSlam. Um, Del Rio looked like he was going to win. He hit the top rope, uh, top rope arm, you know, the code breaker on the arm or whatever, and he looked like he was going to win, and then he didn't. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? Do you guys even know what you're doing here anymore? But <laughs> yeah, like Sheamus now, he seems to have reinvented himself. The look, I don't care for. At least he's not bald. Somebody said he should have been bald. I go, no. Eric Rowan was still around, then we would have been confused. That, yeah, that would even have been even worse. Beers, yeah, 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 yeah. Even though their beers aren't similar at all. They would have looked exactly you know, like, yeah. They, they would have. But yeah, I, just, I mean, I don't know. Seamus, I still, I'm, I'm, glad, I'm glad they went with somebody different to win Money in the Bank, but he just seemed like an odd choice. Because they don't, they're, they're having him do what you said. You said in articles you've done, you said in past weeks, and other people said in past weeks. Also, but mainly in your articles, what, what stuck out when you talk about past Money in the Bank winners, they always, especially from, say, Zig, Ziggler on, Ziggler may have been the one that broke the mold, but uh, they always had them lose. Lose, mm-hmm. lose, 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 lose. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you're trying to make the title cash in more, more shocking. Don't have them be a complete joke. Yeah. I Still feel hasn't recovered, and I don't think ever will. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Ziggler was the first one to kind of do it. Miz did it too a couple years ago when he held it back in 2010, I think it was. He was one guy that kept on losing, and I don't, yeah, like you said, I think the the mindset is that the cashing will feel more surprising. But 
it doesn't come across the way to us. It feels like it's a loser winning the championship because they've lost so many times, you know. Um, but with Sheamus, though, you know, he's been winning some matches recently. He he has won some matches. He lost some. Um, he just really has no direction right now. I like I like the character. I think he's come a long way as a heel. But the thing with Orton, not, isn't, you know, not it's not fresh. Where kisses ours. Yeah, exactly. Not Other than that, yeah. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. He's come along a long way. Yeah, I agree. Well, do you feel like oh, do you feel like he might win on Sunday to kind of further that momentum, or at least kind of kick off some momentum as Mister Money in the Bank against Orton? Okay, this is kind of what I think. I think Orton's momentum in his fad. I think Orton's momentum out of Mania has pretty much stopped, and I mean, which I'm not surprised by because if I'm right, he just came back recently uh, from having, I believe, a honeymoon with his wife. Yeah, wife, but um. I don't know her name, and I don't really care. <laughs> I, I mean, good, good for them. If they're happy, why am I going to argue? But um, I, I would think Orton would lose only because you know, I mean, he he doesn't really need the win at this point. I mean, Orton is he's a he's nine months older than I am, so he's thirty six, no, thirty five rather. He'll be he's had enough shoulder injuries and stuff like that where people say, oh, he'll stick around for another number of years. And I'm sure his contract runs through another number of years. And it beats the So I think you'll see him still up. Maybe he'll maybe get another title run at some point. But I, th- I think this time you're going to see him take the, take the loss for Sheamus because he needs the win. Yeah. Sheamus kind of needs the win because he really if you win since coming back, and I mean, like especially in those that glut of like four pay per views and you know less than two months, you had Extreme Rules, then you had Payback, then you had Elimination Chamber, then you had Money in the Bank, and I mean, as great as it was for tweeting, it was great for tweeting and interaction on on you know on there, and great to watch for wrestling fans, but I was burned out by that. I mean, it just it just oversaturated the product that diluted like crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to see. I'm hopeful to see Sheamus win. There were people throwing out the possibility. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll come up to that later. There were people throwing out the possibility we may see a swerve in Shame or not Sheamus, but Rollins and uh, Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I think you probably saw the swerve that people was people were talking about because Mercury's out. Apparently, Noble's out. Kane's out now. Mm-hmm. The author- it seems like Triple H and Stephanie, well, Stephanie in particular, almost seemed to turn face on you know on Raw, which I thought was really odd. I mean, I'm just like thinking, wait a second. I mean, not, I mean, the Authority. We talked at length about how the Authority are basically heat or basically boring. Yeah. But okay. with Nikki you're, I forget it <laughs> forget it I refuse to care it was an awesome segment to see the Divas but like the more I thought about like um but Nikki was teaming uh, at least the Bellas aren't feuding anymore <laughs> yeah that, that that was worst case scenario exactly I was I actually I remember being so frightened thinking that that might happen where I'm like okay no I'm surprised if Bree's even on TV and is not home with Brian because I don't know how recently Tough Enough was taped. I don't know. I mean, you know, I know it's not live, obviously. At least I don't think so. But I'm surprised that Brian maybe isn't at home rep this whole career-ending concussion. Mm-hmm. Which is possible. I mean, there are 
He only had about a few months left on his contract, but he was done mm-hmm. after that. Uh, I heard a loud beep. I thought that might have been on your end or my end. But anyway, um, poor Brett. I mean, and I, have you seen that or not? It was over Brett Hart's Starcade 99. Have you not seen it? I have not seen it, no. Okay, I couldn't remember, but it was a side. I'll just be quick. But it was a, it's, you know, uh, where Brett, Brett got caught weird and basically gave him concussion and Mm-hmm. May have been, or Brett may have been able to continue wrestling if he was given time off. He continued to wrestle, and I believe he even wrestled a match with, at Sold Out 2000. It was a hardcore match with Terry Funk, either at Sold Out. It got worse. He wasn't given time to recover. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Because if I'm right, didn't say he suffered it the night after Mania, but second. And they had him wrestle for two weeks. They had him in K- or, uh, tag matches on the European tour, but still. Yeah. They I'd... have given him time, maybe, I, I mean, I'm not saying he would have come back, but maybe you could have had him at a pay-per-view. But they, unfortunately, unfortunately, they may have shot themselves in the foot here. Yeah. Because... Or Brian, I mean, I'm sorry to get off topic, but I... Yeah, I feel like with his injury, because he's on Tough Enough right now, and as you mentioned, well, the live voting is is live each week, so I know... And you bring up a good point, he should probably be home resting instead of, you know, shipping or, you know, flying him out to Orlando every single week just for Tough Enough. I don't think it's, wor- I don't think it's worth it that much to kind of risk, um, you know, his, his injury, you know? Well, I mean, and I can tell you this: I've suffered five concussions. I've been on, I've been on a flight after suffering one. Um, I think just the night before, and boy, let me tell you, that rise and fall in pressure doesn't feel too good. But I mean, I'm great now. I'm just a regular person. But yeah, like you said, having him rest might be good. He could lend so much. He could lend so much in a GM role on Raw, or and you know, help train people. That kind of stuff. And I don't want to write off his career. He could very well recover, come back. But how many times have we said that? That's I true. Mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, his he he didn't he wasn't really injury prone until he it was kind of obvious that something that happened. I mean, he suffered that concussion in that cage match, teaming with Bray Wyatt versus the Usos in January. But he had recovered. And okay, whatever. You know, that was in uh, that was in 2014. Obviously, anyway. Yeah. He just couldn't, um, once, once that happened at Mania, I felt so bad because he had seemed like it was a step up. They did the horrible stuff of Kane, the tombstone, you know, on the stairs. He had that one match with Kane and then had to write off the title. And I felt, I felt bad. But part of it's on Brian for not getting the surgery when he should have because he did more damage to himself. Yeah, he really should have when he, when he, when, yeah, when he had that opportunity, exactly. Well, I mean, not not for his career. I mean, I'm sure maybe he thought maybe some don't believe in surgery, whatever. Okay, he's still a professional athlete. He's still a professional wrestler, which I know he calls himself a wrestler, not an entertainer, even though he's an entertaining guy. 
Not the best on the mic, but definitely could work the crowd like crazy. Uh, he needed he needed to take that chance, and he didn't. And unfortunately, he tried, I believe, the same thing that Kurt Angle did with, you know, in 2003, right after Mania 19, where he had certain things uh, done to his neck and whatever to come back sooner, but he would always have problems with it. Mm-hmm. That's why Kurt has continued to have problems with his neck. And, boy, speaking of Kurt, quick quick thing, I really hope that he recovers from that tumor that they found in his neck. And you heard about that, right? Yeah, I hope he's okay. I mean, yeah. I don't even know how long he's going to be out, but he should have hung it up a while ago. I mean, I love Kurt Angle, but with all the injuries that he has and at the age that he's at, it's just not safe for him to be wrestling at this point, you know, especially with the tumor. That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, he's 45 years old. Yeah, exactly. tumor a year ago? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't for putting over EC3, but I just, oh, I just, it, just quick thing, quick little thing about TNA. If, if TNA isn't done after September, I'll be surprised. <laughs> I'm a little, I don't blame I'm you. I'm a little worried about, God, I'm a little worried about this GWF uh, brand because it seems like they're signing a lot of TNA guys that want to do an invasion. Here's the thing. The reason the WWE-WCW invasion didn't work was because they didn't have top guys with them. But they had good athletes. And Vince wouldn't allow a lot of WCW guys to go over him, go over his own guys. GWF-TNA invasion won't work because no one cares. TNA has good talent still, or at least had good talent. Um, But... They have all those. They have all those tapings already done in the can after Slam or before Slammiversary. But what? Aries is left. Storm is left. I think Rude left. I heard Rude left. I don't know, I don't if, know his, if he did. I don't know if his contract was up. I know he's working Global Force. I don't know if he left or not. I'm not sure. I guess we'll find out more soon. But I think the whole invasion thing is just a complete bust. You know, I don't. I don't think it's worth it. It it, it, it isn't because TNA and. I mean, obviously, I, I know when you start watching wrestling and when you start watching TNA, you start watching when the tag team division was stacked, the X division was stacked, you had the title picture stacked. Mm-hmm. It was great. The knockouts picture, even though knockouts are kind of starting to wane just a little bit there, it was stacked. Yeah. You know, part of the punch. But it was, um, but that's when the company was doing good. I'm not going to say it was Hogan and Bischoff's fault that TNA failed. Wait, that's exactly what I'm going to say. It was their <laughs> fault it failed. Because Dixie get too much time on TV. Yeah. It was too. And TNA, TNA, since then, has been a stained brand. When I started watching it before the Fox Sports days, and then when it was on Fox Sports Net and Spike, it was so funny and it's funny, but it was great. It was No company will ever be what WCW was, which was able to take the fight to WWE. And the energy, which, you know, Dixie's parents, the Dixie Carter's parents have, yes, has a ton of money. But it's also an energy oil-based company. The price of oil and stuff like that will fluctuate. So your money, you know, why invest your money in something that's a losing franchise? Like you said, I don't think it's going to work. Yeah, no, I feel like with... Ted Turner had money too, but I feel like the people that were in charge of WCW, of course, ended up failing. But Eric Bischoff knew how to run WCW and take it to WWE and differ themselves from what they were doing at that time. I don't think Dixie Carter knows how to run a company for her life. You know what I mean? No, no, she doesn't. She doesn't at all. I mean, I think that they, she she had more of a you've seen some stuff on the network. She had more of a Darren Headlights look than Jim Crockett's Jr. <laughs> Jim Crockett Jr. or Jim Crockett Promotions had a Darren Headlights look. But at least loved wrestling, and at least knew how to push his talent correctly. He wasn't a good money guy, overspent, 
Yeah. And Ric Flair had said that if they'd be between Baltimore and Chicago and the Carolinas, they'd still be in business, but they kept going to stretch. Dixie, when they took Impact on the road, I was like, okay, sure, all right, cool. And then it ultimately failed because, you know, they didn't have a clue. They had to do double tapings and stuff like that. And yeah, the reason that mm-hmm. WCW succeeded, in part because Bischoff was willing to take the fight to Ted or to Vince McMahon. And I can tell you from watching, you know, um, watching wrestling live at that time, it was every Monday night was a Super Bowl. Even in, even when WWE was losing, and WWE besides Bret Hart and Shawn and Steve Austin and The Rock and Mankind and Taker really didn't have a lot going, especially in 97. Now, you had the stuff. You had the Hart Foundation with Pillman, Bulldog, Jim Neidhart, um, Owen, and Brent. That was a great, that was a great duo, but, or not duo, but group. I didn't care for the nation, personally, or Farouk and all those people. Care. I thought DX was influential, but I always thought that if you compare NWO and DX, NWO is way up there. Yeah. NWO is just way up there. But BCW could, and I, I just say that I always say this, could have won the war if they hadn't, if they had realized the marathon and not a sprint and built up their younger talent better. But yeah, Dixie could not build talent for nothing, and ultimately it has been her in the butt, and there is no, no company that's going to, uh, TV company that's going to bring them on. Destination America realizes it was a mistake. Ring of Honor is a cheaper alternative for them to produce and get money to, and it's a better in-ring product. And it is. I mean, it's like, you know, because of their deal working with New Japan Pro Wrestling, mm-hmm. which is another great product. I mean, it's just, this GWF TNA thing will not work, though. I mean, it's like, and it's sad because I've seen the GWF roster. It's not great, but it's good. Yeah. There's, there's no not, one big not, name that stands out as being, that's like, the you know, not like a CM Punk or something like that, right? You only have, no, like, these mid-carters no. like Chris Masters yeah. and... Uh, Justin I'm glad Gabriel. To see Chris you know? getting a chance, though. I'm glad to see him get a chance. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, like you said, they're they're good talent. Just none of them are just main event caliber. Yeah. That's the only thing I feel like. There's no standout guy. I mean, it's like it, I had one person that picked on me because Lady Tapa is on the roster, and they and they're like, I don't think she's any good or whatever. Like, I like Lady Tapa. She's doing a good job uh, with uh, honoring her uncle, the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. She's not great in the ring, but she's but she's good. I mean, she's a big Amazon. You can't exactly understand how to move like that. <laughs> I mean, she's not built like other women, you know. Yeah. But but I get what you're saying. Um, but back to Battleground, we were talking. Uh, what is the card actually? Because you got Cena versus Owens. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think they're going to do? You think they're going to do like a double DQ or something or? I feel like they can't have Cena win. You know, I feel like after they no. had him, after they had Owens lose at Money in the Bank, which was fine. I wasn't, you know, too thrilled with that. I felt like they could have kept Owens undefeated for a little longer. Um, yeah. But a lot of Owens people were saying, yeah, you know, I, I felt like you know that loss is like it's okay as long as he wins the next one. And he lost the NXT title, which was fine. You know, again, they can just keep him protected. And if he loses again, I'm not going to say Owens is dead in the water, but it's going to significantly hinder his momentum. I feel like if he doesn't win on Sunday, then a double DQ might be the way to go. And then give him the title at SummerSlam. Someone suggested to me that maybe you do um, a, a non-finish on Sunday. Cena can't win clean. That can't happen. Um, but maybe you do a double DQ, like you said, 
and then put Cesaro in there in a triple threat match at SummerSlam, and Owens can pin Cesaro and win the title that way. That's one scenario, I guess, right? I'm not sure. Actually, you know, that might work because it would be nice to see Cesaro get... Because I always go back to when... when I, I wanted to punch Vince in the face when he said that Cesaro couldn't connect with the fans. Oh, really? Mania 30, you didn't need that. He, he was too Swiss, though. He was too Swiss. <laughs> No, but it, yeah, well, he, no, it was just a dumb comment to make, you know. Well, no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I understand. I understand that is Cesaro the most charismatic on the mic? No, but has he improved? Yeah, I yeah. think. His, I think when he talked re- when he's talked recently on Raw, especially when he talked last week, that was good. Yep. I did like the line that Owens had. You know, to uh, to uh, Seth about sticking up as Chernobyl. I'm like, oh god. Damn you, Dwayne Johnson, you influenced all the sticking up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, but that was... I think Cesaro could be, should be in the match at SummerSlam. I mean, it was... It, to me, I almost would have had him win two weeks ago. I would have had him two, win two weeks ago in that barn burner of a match that he had with Cena in the main event. I would have had him win. And then you could have had a three... You could have had that triple threat at battleground and you could have Owens win then because now and as good and you said it and I agree with you and I agree with everybody else who said it Cena has had some of the best matches of his career best matches in WWE WWE US title history since doing this open challenge mm-hmm. they have been fantastic they have been something that has drawn me in to watch it. Cena matches which is not easy to do and that's not to say that Cena can't wrestle when with the right guy Cena can wrestle. I put Cena, I, I mean, this, this is not just like Cena, I put Cena almost with Lex Luger in this category in this sense. Lex Luger I never really cared for. You, you've known, you've known that, other people have known that. And my, my own show, anybody's watched my tweets have known that. But Luger was the type where he almost seemed to coast. Same with a guy like Bulldog. Bulldog almost seemed to coast. Cena is good. With the right guy, and when he's into it, he can have some of the best matches. You talked about, I believe, it your most um, one of your most recent recent uh, asked asked your, with your friend John, where you talked about Rock and uh, Cena. One, I was blown away by how that match was because I figured with all the hype, it was going to end up like Sting Hogan at Starcade '97. Yeah, it was yeah. Be a crap mess. That that's a it, that's it, a match that's hard to beat though in terms of being bad. That that's hard to beat. Oh, Sting, oh, Sting Hogan. Oh, yeah. God. I just recently, <laughs> I recently did, when I did on my, I did my uh, my WCW review of the second part of 1997, I basically said, I stuck two middle fingers on the camera and I said, that might as well have well, been what they did to the fans. Yeah. For all that hype and all that stuff. And it made money for WCW. They did like 1.1 million pay-per-view buys. And friends of mine that talked to me that I've talked to for a while on Twitter were there live and they said, yeah, that match was horrible. And that was an example of using Bret Hart absolutely dreadfully, which I will never understand today how they used him badly. But what I said about Cena Rock, Cena Rock 1, not 2, was a fantastic way of showing, hey, Cena can actually dictate a match. Because, you know, The Rock, there's nobody like him, hadn't been in the ring except for one match, you know, at Survivor Series, in, yeah. you know, some eight years. He'd only been in one match in eight years. Cena was able to carry him, 
and Rock was able to shine. And I'm not saying Rock needs to be carried, but he was older at that point. And with a little too much muscle for a 41-year-old guy. I mean, the Rock workout is absolutely freakish. I don't understand at all how he does it. <laughs> God. That was, that was a good example of hype, though. Cena has continued, Cena will deliver and will continue to deliver good matches when motivated. I just, I just think now with the U.S. title open, it's about time for an end. We've had our fun. We've had our time, like you said, probably, and like, you know, I suggested you maybe a double DQ, and then maybe do a three-way at SummerSlam with Cesaro thrown in. Because then Cena can move on to the main event again, because we'll, I don't think he should. He will. But I don't think he should. Yeah. It depends. I mean, it depends what the main event scene looks like by the time SummerSlam comes around if they do a rematch with Lesnar and Rollins, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, I I feel like it's too soon, too. Maybe they continue to put him in the mid-card for right now, or at least upper mid-card in a feud with... I don't know. That's the thing with John Cena right now. I've been saying this forever, but I feel like Kevin Owens was a blessing when he came up, when he did, because... There just aren't many people that Cena can feud with right now. He's feuded with pretty much everybody, and I can't bear to see him. I mean, I know you can't either. Another Orton feud or another Big Show feud, my God, you know? Oh, God. Oh, God. I remember remember when I was watching when Extreme Rules was happening, you know, a number of months ago. Or before that, I was watching all the Extreme Rules days, and I think it was 2009. 2009, yeah. The submission match or something like that? Yeah. Yep, yep. Mission match. I remember just, I remember just tweeting and said, "Oh God, boy, here we go, here we go, man." Here we go. God, it was horrible. Yeah. Oh man, God, Graham, that was horrible. <laughs> when they feuded in 2012, I'm like, I, I remember ordering over the limit 2012, which I enjoyed, especially for Punk, um, Brian. Yeah. But I remember watching this with Cena and John Laurinaitis, and then Big Show knocks him on. I'm like, another feud, really? No. <laughs> Vince, Vince, it worked in 04. It didn't work in the other subsequent years you've done it. Why are you doing this again? It worked in 04 because they had a short feud, you know, for the U.S. title in the Mania 20. Yeah, but now, no, we don't need another one. I mean, there isn't a lot of people he can feud with. He could feud with Cesaro a little bit, but we've seen enough of their matches lately. Yeah. Where it would get tired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there isn't... I would almost say it's like if they put him with Balor, uh, if Balor were to come up next year, I mean, which is, um, I think, even though I think by then Balor will turn heel, but I think Balor is going to be revealed as a guy that attacked Hideo. You think so? Here's why. Okay, you got, it was, Tokyo, the Beats and the thing was geared for, uh, to, Mm-hmm. It was geared for it, but Hideo's unfortunate shoulder injury happened. Owens, Owens is too much of an obvious choice, and Owens is on the main roster. Won't be Samoa Joe because Samoa Joe is not part of the company. Unless they want to say Samoa Joe blindsided, I just don't think Joe would be a good choice. That would just be weird, yeah. It, it, well, it would be only because of the timing. I mean, if Joe had been part of the company at the time, maybe, but... Um, you know, because I don't think Joe would need to necessarily blindside somebody. He could just overpower somebody. But you have Finn Balor be it because, you know, Finn taps into the demon, you know, taps into the demon and really he needed to take out Hideo because he 
even though he had earned his shot and had lost, you know, he lost to uh, uh, Owens after he had earned his shot at one of the specials. He lost on NXT uh, taping, and then Hideo had his chance, and then Hideo then injured, and maybe Balor was like, oh, you, I realize, it's like, you didn't deserve your chance. Your chance, what are you going to do about it? Triple H has done more old school, simplified booking in NXT. It would sell itself because Hideo and Balor could have some good matches. Yeah. My only problem is, I, my only problem is, I like Hideo. Just, uh, he just can't connect enough with the crowds. He connects good. Don't get me wrong. Japan would have loved him. And other people would have loved him. And Hideo's good in the ring, really good in the ring. The crowd's going to pop huge the next time, the first time he hits the GTS. You know, I mean, they, they had footage of him doing that at a special right before Mania. But if they, if they, you know, they'll... And it's like a lot of the Japanese style is hard to translate to the American, to the American fans. A lot of the casual American fans. I mean, I could go back for years and years. The only guys I could think of, the only two Japanese guys I could think of that really made a splash in Japan and the U.S. were the great Muda and Jushin Thunder Liger. Other than that, a lot of them really haven't. And that's not a fault on them as athletes. That's just my opinion. No, I just feel like with WWE, they just kind of label, especially the Japanese guys, a lot of their foreigner characters, but I think especially with the Japanese athletes, they label them as a typical Japanese, not a Japanese wrestler. What I'm trying to say is like, you know what, Yoshitatsu is a perfect example of a guy who was a great wrestler, but they saddle him with this dumb gimmick where he's bowing all the time, he can't speak English. He has this, you know, goofy entrance music. They did the same thing with Tajiri. They did the same yeah, thing yeah. with all these other guys. You know music, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I thought his music was like some opening for an anime. I was like, <laughs> I was like, should I expect to be having a seizure here from all the colors and music soon? That's that's I exactly mean, it. Yeah. I mean, but it's like like you said, Tajiri. Years and years ago, when they brought, Tajiri had already had a decent career, and uh, and I believe I can't remember the company. I think it might have been FMW. Or it might have been something. It was something in Japan, though. He was in ECW for a bit. He came over during the invasion, and he was like a servant to Regal. Yeah, that was entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, now okay, whatever. You need to introduce him to the fans. I understand that, but I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. And then they had him where he was trying to qualify for the King of Ray tournament. I think he got into it, and he got to like the final eight. But it was weird because it's like, oh, they showed he could wrestle. Anybody that watched ECW or anybody that watched Japan knew that he would wrestle. And it's like it just almost seemed to insult the fans' intelligence, even though back in 2001 the product was still good. Yeah. But yeah, like you said with Yoshitatsu, Yoshitatsu. And then Funaki, when they did the whole stupid Kung Funaki thing. <laughs> yeah. Where I'm like, boy. I mean, they had him and they had Taka. And they had him and Taka Mishinoku was Kai and Tai years and years ago where they were doing, they finally started doing the bad dubbing. Japanese martial arts stuff, and I'm like, really? And I mean, I'm even 20 years old watching this, like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I laughed a bit at it because I like those old stupid martial arts movies, but I'm like, this isn't how you book foreign talent. Exactly. That's a recurring theme. It's been, it's been the case for 15 years at the very least. Yeah, I mean, oh boy. Speaking of foreign talent, that many is good. I know, uh, boy, the kickoff match has us excited. Everybody excited. Truth versus Barrett. Oh, yeah. On the kickoff show? 
for the king's crown. I know. I I, I know you feel the same apathy for this match that I do too. Is it for the king's crown? I, I believe that. so. that's that's what's being advertised. Yeah, which is even stupider. I feel like they should just do away with the entire gimmick altogether. It's not helping Bear. It's not truth. Isn't doing anything. It's it's a total waste of time. God is that a clown? And they're both really good athletes. I mean, truth. I agree with what you said about Truth. I like Truth in TNA because he was a lot better. Maybe to be more of himself, a little more adult. Now he's a little too PG, obviously, in WWE. His heel run was the best part. That's exactly it. I feel like... Yeah. God, he was so amusing as a damn heel. I mean, one of the best segments, I think, that involved him was... You know, he was... um, What was it? He was like yelling... One of his first promos when he said, all the little Jimmys want me to be a good archer. I have no idea what he's saying. It's amusing. But boy. Um, what was it? One of my one of my favorite things that involved him was something that Brian said. It was Truth and Kofi Kingston on the outside. Brian had apparently kicked little Jimmy on the outside. And, you know, so, I mean, obviously, the visible little Jimmy. Well, Truth is out there you're consoling an invisible child and you're asking what's wrong with me. And I don't know why that line always sticks out of my mind. But like, after that, Truth just got to... It's not even Truth that got stale. It's not his fault so much. I mean, the guy can only do so much with what he's given. Yeah. I mean, for 42-43, he still can move pretty damn good in the ring. Yeah, he just... He, he's not... He, he's the same damn character he, he was before his heel turn and after his heel turn and, okay, enough. Enough already. He's got the plunger, which I gotta be honest, the plunger is pretty much a metaphor for this whole feud. <laughs> I, I couldn't mean, have said it better myself. It. Yeah. Oh man, it's just bad. Let's see. I mean, what, what we, you mentioned earlier before I got off on all these uh, on all these tangents, and we got up on all these tangents. PTP versus the New Day. Who do you see going I over? What? Who do you see going over? You know, I guess today, PTP, it's nice to see them with the champions, championships. Bloom's already off the rose, I think. I think. They're good as champions. I think Kytus will make an excellent commentator after he retires. Seriously, I think you could have two Kytus on commentary because he can actually be amusing and call a match. So he's basically what JBL was before, you know, he got drunk and took off the cowboy hat. <laughs> but... <clears throat> It's just ridiculous. I mean, it's like, I, I, I just, I can't understand why they changed titles that quick. I was not a fan of New Day when they debuted, when they debuted on Black Friday, no less, which I'm like, okay, we get it, Vince. We get what you're doing. Stop <laughs> with the race, stop with the subtle racism. We get it. But when they debuted, I was like, I think you were excited. People were excited. Because, okay, these are going to be heels. But then they showed all this congregation. You know, the the, uh, the soul music and the church music and all that. You're like, um, what? <laughs> Total garbage is baby faces. I feel like it's heels, though. They're finally thriving. You know, they finally have some momentum. Yeah, they're great. I mean, and they were just starting to build momentum as champions, and then what was it? At um, Money in the Bank, they lost tag titles. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that... And it was just out of nowhere, and you're like, all right, that... What? I mean, I'm glad to see Darren and Titus win the tag titles, which should have happened way before they ever broke up as a team the first time. It just seemed very odd. I'd be surprised if New Day didn't win, because New Day, I think, still has as far as a... Uh, 
a gimmick. And if they don't win here, they win a SummerSlam because PCP is good. Good as a team, they are. They're a damn good team. Need to have New Day win. Build it to where you have the Lucha Dragons take it and maybe Hell in a Cell or something like that. Hell in a Cell or Survivor Series. Because I think that would be, I think that would be a damn good match and a damn good feud. I think uh, Lucha Dragons would actually be tremendous mm-hmm. to see uh, to see feud with New Day because you can even bring. I don't know who you would bring as foil for um, the Lucha or to you know team to with the Lucha Dragons maybe like you know another Luchador because you'd have to have somebody team up with them to face uh, you know New Day on like some TV matches. You could team Neville with them or something. Because they seem to kind of have given up on Neville, too. I don't know. I think PT, I think New Day goes, what about you? Uh, I got to go with New Day, too. If only for the fact that in recent weeks, ever since that title change back at Money in the Bank five months ago, or five weeks ago, they've had primetime players go over in every single match they've had, whether it be a singles match or a six-man or a tag team, whatever. The New Day have lost right. pretty much every single match. And Booking 101 says... They went back the belts on Sunday. So, I mean, I feel like with the titles, I mean, they've had a lot of good champions in the last, I don't know, six or seven months. But the champions never get more than a two-month reign. You know, the New Day had them for two months. Cesaro and Kidd had them for two months. Miz and Sando had them for two months. They do it way too quickly, you know. They need to find a team and stick with them. Well, the thing is, they did They did that last year. They had the, they, they had the Usos win the tag title from the New Age Outlaw, which fell so funny in 2014. So funny as they were, I'm like, um, what? But well, whatever. <laughs> they 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 held him for some. But you're talking about you're talking about the last few months. Yeah. The last two years, besides the Uso, the yeah, like you said, is really held on to. And speaking of Kid Cesaro, I really, I hope the kid comes back, one hundred percent. I don't want to see him get back in the ring. He nearly died. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to get somber here, but. You heard about the injury he suffered. Yeah, I mean, it started out as like, oh, it was just an injury. But, you know, after hearing more and more about it, it, it's a lot worse than a lot of people expected. He's going to be out for a long time. He will be. Well, I mean, it's the same it's the same uh, injury Christopher Reeve, you know, the original, uh, one of the original Superman, suffered. Mm-hmm. And, unfortunately, he wasn't rushed to the hospital. It was in a horseback riding accident, not in the brain, obviously. But he wasn't rushed to the hospital soon enough, so they weren't able to save his ability to, you know, be able to walk some time later. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I just, I mean, it, it's been something like 14 months. I don't know if it's going to be longer now, because that was before it was really revealed what the injury actually was. And I just, I just fear that kid, I, I want to see him get back in the ring if he feels he can go. But you, when you get to 30, he's what, 35, 30, I think he's about 35 right now. He needs to start thinking about life after wrestling. And I feel bad for writing that off, you know, writing people off like that. Because, you know, I mean, I'm 34, so I mean, I feel bad kind of writing people off that are athletes like that. But when you get to where you've had 10, 15, you know, some some years in the ring, your body's going to eventually get to where you're taking the abuse too much. And I mean, it was a freak accident. No one's blaming Joe. I'm certainly not. But they don't want to wrestle much past another year or two. He may not be back in the ring till sometime next SummerSlam. I wouldn't be surprised. Be yeah, I would. Tell, so would I. I mean, you know, <laughs> get me wrong, I would too. Yeah. Actually, well, and aren't aren't you aren't you and John going to the SummerSlam? Yeah, we'll be at SummerSlam next month. That's correct. God, you guys are, oh god, you guys. 
I'm so jealous. I will be I will be at one of the Raw. There's going to be a Raw on August 10th in Everett. I oh, will nice. actually, at Everett, Washington. I will actually be there. I only got told that by my best friend. And it's funny, she's going to be going. And she's four foot eight. She says, well, will I be able to see? I said, well, you could stand on the uh, end of the aisle because I'm not putting you up on my shoulders. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I know that's how it's going to be, but I... You know me, I've been to a handful, I mean, you've been more, way more events than I have. I've only been to a handful. I've been to, I was at 2004, I was at the Raw right after Unforgiven 2004, mm-hmm. to get to see Rick wrestle, which was really, it was a, it was a short three-on-one handicap match, but still, it was awesome. Yeah. Um, it was weird to see Benoit live, and I actually, I don't have the tape anymore, but I was shown um, applauding. Him and me and my best friend were shown applauding, I looked at a bunch of other people were shown applauding him. And I think back to that, I'm like, ooh, boy, glad I don't have that tape anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. But, yeah. Oh god, that 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 would be a, that would be a different subject for another show. God, that's just that's just one where I'm like, wow. I saw <laughs> one right before Cyber Sunday, 2000, 2008, yeah. where Mike Adamley was still the GM. Oh and god. Boy, we booed we booed the living hell out of him out of the oh god. Couldn't he, couldn't even actually it might have been before even their October pay per view because um or way before that because I think it was at the beginning of October. God, we booed him to, out of the building. And the guy may have been a nice guy, but he did not belong in wrestling. But actually, we saw you remember Lansky? We saw him. right before he left. Yep, right before he left. That yeah. no DQ match that he had with Shawn Michaels. Oh, that was the I final. That, that was his I, final match, I think, right? I believe so. I believe it was one of. I think it was his final match. He got put through the table. And stuff yeah, like that, but exactly. he, he wrestled that match, and then it was like later that week he got released for something that had that something that happened on an airplane or something that had to do with pills yeah. or whatever. And unfortunately, passed away yeah. a couple years after that. But still, yeah. Well, I mean, he, was, he was only twenty nine, which yeah. I'm like, you know that that that's a show that's a show to be done. Where it's like, I mean, I've actually done that. I kind of reflected on that in a couple of my shows. We're talking about wrestlers. And I just think so many of them. I mean, he was old. He was at the four thirty. There are some before. There are some before forty. There are some just after forty. But anyway, I remember seeing Over the Limit twenty eleven, where I got to see you, you got to see Christian Morton. And I know big big shout out to you. You love that feud. Mm-hmm. That was great. That was the best match to see live. Because boy, they had the crowd in the palm of their hands. It was a great back and forth match, counter for counter, move for move. Unfortunately, that meant we also had to see Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler in the Kiss My Foot match. <laughs> yeah, now, and uh, what was the other was, match? Oh, Cena, I didn't like Cena and Miz either for whatever reason. It just no. felt like it was way too one-sided and the Miz tapped out way too quickly. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing. He tapped out way too quickly. And then you had you had uh, Punk and Mason, and Mason Ryan, Irish Batista versus um, <laughs> Big, uh, Show, Kane and Big Show for the yeah. tag titles, which was fun. I mean, he basically was. He looked like when I first saw him, I was like, "When the hell did they resign Batista?" And then I saw him in the ring. Oh, okay, that's not Batista. But anyway, he. Um, but it was nice because he had the. You know, Macho Man Randy Savage had died just before that pay per view. Just that Friday, yeah. And Mo- yeah, yeah, Punk had done the elbow. That's when he started doing the elbow. Yeah, exactly. Did the elbow. That's when he first started doing it. We we had a lot. Of, they didn't translate across TV, but they showed a Randy Savage graphic right before the pay-per-view went on the air. Oh, did they? Or, you know, right, or, right, yeah, they did. I didn't they showed know that. actually right before it went on the air, I think. If I remember right, they might I don't remember that. Randy Savage. I'm trying to... Yeah, it, was, it was a really throwaway pay-per-view. Yeah. So you. But it was, one thing that was great, I posthumed Steve Bret Hart live. 
I mean, when I saw him live, like, granted, all he did was slap on the sharpshooter, but still, Bret Hart, one of my heroes, one of the reasons that I got into, that I stayed in wrestling, because Hogan and Piper got me into wrestling. Mm-hmm. Rick Flair got me into wrestling. I know William Regal. Got me into wrestling. Was, I believe in the first, yeah, Regal was the first one that got you into wrestling. Yeah. Which is a great choice. Mm-hmm. But, one show, the show I'm most proud of seeing was slam, the 2013 Slammies where they drowned people out in Daniel Bryan's chance. Oh, oh, you were at that show, weren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you, now, you, you kind of remember that, how loud the chants were in that championship yeah. ceremony. That was crazy. Yeah, they, 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 re- they uh, showed that. When you watch WrestleMania 30, I mean, they showed at that time, obviously. I remember what you're talking about, but in the WrestleMania 30 match, before Brian yeah. and Triple H, that awesome promo they aired, they recapped that yeah. moment from the Slammies and those loud D-Bry chants. Yeah, I remember that. Boy, let me tell you, it was, if you, if you thought the chants were loud on TV, if any of you thought the chants were loud on TV, God, they were nothing live. It was ear-splitting. Yeah. <laughs> it, like, literally, I mean, the key arena that the show was in, which is, it's just not an arena, because I'm amazed that place doesn't explode. Um, it's a horrible arena. But, God, it was so loud in there. I mean, it was just amazing. But that's the one thing. I remember what you said on, on some pieces you did about not missing the WWE event live when you get a chance. I've missed a few because of just the finance. But yeah, I've got to agree with you. Don't miss a chance to watch it. You it's can't. Great. Those shows are so great. That was a really good show, too. It was. No, the Flames was a lot of fun. It was exhausting to watch it. Um, watch three and a half hours of wrestling. We actually got to see one first match and he was without Lana but it's like boy let me tell you something Rusev's a big guy in person mm-hmm. he's a solid guy in person I was like boy those kicks sound like they really hurt too and Rusev I don't know what they're doing with him <laughs> yeah, that's that's the worst thing in my opinion probably the worst thing going in WWE right now is the thing with uh Summer Rae, and then... Oh, I saw your tweet. I saw your tweet from last night. It said, fuck you, that's why, with the picture of the duck. That was really funny. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Summer Lana, Rusev, Summer Rae. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, that was funny. it perfectly. <laughs> you know, I, have you heard that Ziggler's re-signed, right? I just heard that today, yeah. Okay, yeah, he did re-sign. I did see that, right? I couldn't remember. I was watching, watching Starcade 98 because I hate myself and I wanted to see WWE kill themselves with the Goldberg uh, taser gun thing. <laughs> but, anyway, oh God, that could be something to do on one of your shows and then about worst decisions. Yeah, that's, that, that's up there. Boy, that, well, that's up there. But um, I was watching that, but I remember I saw that tweet live and I was like, nice, that's very cool. I was like, very good. I'm happy with Ziggler because he's going to make more money, he's going to get more exposure doing that. I was hoping that maybe he'd leave if he wasn't going to get, you know, the push that he wanted. I just hope they, I don't know if they can give him a world title push because there's only one title. Yeah, that I feel like, yeah, guys like him, Barrett, Rhodes, Ziggler, guys like that, I feel like will never, or very likely will never get another chance at a world championship because there's only one of them. You're going to have guys like Rollins, and if, if Cena and Orton and Lesnar aren't in the title picture, then you'll have guys like Rollins and Reigns and Ambrose. Those undercard guys may never get a shot, unfortunately. Well, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they split the titles again, but it might not be a bad idea because one time that they really could have benefited from not splitting the titles was when... 
for number eight about eight months and wasn't there. Exactly. I mean, he, had, yeah. he had a limited contract. He had a limited contract appearance, but still, you could have benefited from having a world title then. And it could have boosted the prestige of that belt too. Or you could have boosted the mid card titles, which they failed to do. <laughs> yeah. What they're doing with John Cena right now should have been happening back in the fall. You know, that would have helped. Right, right, right. No, yeah. totally. I mean, Cena, Cena, Cena's done great. And I'm not saying Cena can't do great with the U.S. title, but like I said earlier, Bloom's off the rose. We need to get to where we wrap this up, and he's not the champion anymore. He's had the title long enough. He's had the title, let's see, since the very end of March, mm-hmm. which was when they, which was when he ended. So if you have him... Like I said, the false finish, you know, false finish double DQ and then have it at SummerSlam. Okay, then he will have had the title nearly five months. That's fine. I wonder where they're going with Ambrose. Or not Ambrose. Yeah, Ambrose does Ambrose even have a match on the card? No. I feel like he's going to get involved in the Reigns and Wyatt match. Yeah, I feel like he might. If he's not going to turn heel, he'll at least get involved in that match. I feel like Reigns and Wyatt. That's possible. That's possible, yeah. Because that, that match, Reigns Wyatt has one-off written all over it. Yeah. Which is bad because they've done pretty good with the build. I mean, you know, especially one coming off the creep. They made a, made, made a major blunder by not having Wyatt beat Cena at Mania. Major. I feel like major. he has him in the same sense. No, he hasn't. He hasn't at all. You know what? You've seen the video that Wyatt couldn't have taken the loss afterwards. He could have lost in Extreme Rules. Or had a false finish, and then you know Cena could have won one outright a payback, and whatever. Because yeah, they they ended a payback. Yeah, he has not been the same since. His he did a great job building that match or building that feud with the Undertaker. Yeah, I feel like given the fact that he was there by himself every single week, and Taker didn't, we didn't hear from him at all. Yeah, Wyatt did, I thought, an exceptional job of building up the up that feud by himself going into the pay per view. Yeah, I mean, it's just, unfortunately, I mean, now, I, I gotta give Wyatt credit, because apparently he had really hurt his ankle earlier that day, and you could tell he was walking, he was in a lot of pain walking on it. Yeah. And he must have been pumped full of meds or something, or they must have numbed it, or something, but it's like, he got through that match. I just wish that they maybe would have done Wyatt Taker at Mania 30, instead of 31, Mm-hmm. And I still feel, I mean, I, I'm sure you might have seen articles about, about Brock, that Brock did not want to end the streak. That Brock, while Brock had it, Brock may not been the easiest guy to work with and not the nicest guy. Brock and Taker had their issues. He still respected Taker. Yeah. And didn't want to end the streak. And looking back, I kind of wish they hadn't. Even though, granted, it did launch, help launch Brock even more. You could have had Brock beat Cena, you know, and then had Cena with the title of SummerSlam. You could have done that, and it still would have been fine. Yeah. And Brock could have gotten a little more revenge for stupidly having having to lose his return match in Extreme Rules 2012, which I will, I will never to this day understand. Yeah. Unless it was Vince's way of saying, hey, I'm trying to do your job in the first match. Yeah. Which is probably it. Which is probably it. Hey, this is what you get for... What you and Goldberg did in Madison Square Garden at WrestleMania 20. <laughs> Wouldn't be surprised, yeah. God, I mean, that's possible. But I just, yeah. Here's what I think. Reigns wins on some no doubt. I, I don't think there's any way he can't 
unless for some reason they decide to have the lights go out and then you have Reigns' daughter appear at the stage singing he's got the whole world I'm a little teapot thing yeah. and it scares Reigns enough and then you have and then you have Wyatt hit the uh, sister Abigail and pin him and then you have another match at SummerSlam that's the only way I could see them maybe continuing it I could see that. I could see. I feel like in that scenario, because I was just thinking about that when you were talking about the feud, they haven't brought up the daughter at all since they had Reigns go after her backstage or something. We haven't heard anything about that whatsoever. Now it's just basic brawling, which is fine. The feud's been decent. But what was the whole point of the whole daughter thing or anyone but you? Like, we still have no idea what he's talking about. Maybe they're going to reveal it, but, you know, past has shown that they won't. Yeah, he lazily went back there to get his daughter, too, where I'm like, wow. I mean, I, I, I can understand why Reigns went back there because he's not used to going up the entranceway. So you know, <laughs> when I saw when I saw him attack when I saw him attack Wyatt or whatever, he kind of missed the lighting cue a little bit when he attacked Reigns or when he attacked Wyatt last last night when Reigns yeah. did. I was like, like, go up, breaking news! Roman Reigns found the entranceway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't mean to talk Reigns. I, I, I try to hammer this with so many people that are Roman Reigns fanboys and fangirls, the insane ones, kind of like the ones you refer to for the Bellas, when you refer to them in a one that SGSM video that you did with John. Yeah. Or it's like one tweet that you put out in the, the picture and you just got a slew of tweets. I get hate <laughs> from Bella tweets all the t- or Bella fans all the time. I get hate from some Reigns fans, and there was one in particular that thought I was hating on Reigns. I don't hate Reigns the performer. Reigns the guy. I don't think he's ready. He will not be ready for the main event for a while. He kind of held his own. He is thirty-one, but it was a must It was obvious. Yeah. And it's a good thing that they didn't have Reigns because uh, San Francisco, that San Francisco stadium might have imploded. <laughs> and I had for Owen Reigns. They needed extra security to get into the ring. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of security with them. But here's what I did. I agree with you probably will be Ambrose getting involved somehow because Ambrose wasn't able to have his match with Wyatt on uh, Raw. Yeah. And though we've seen that match plenty of times in late 2014, early 2015. But, God, what's the other match? Just to uh, try to think. Or the main event. title match, I don't... I'm trying to think of what other matches are on the card. No, I think that's about yeah. it. I think the only one we didn't cover was the main event. Well, well, we have. Oh no, we we have Miz, Big Show, and Ryback. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, who do you yeah, go? Do go, we'll, go, we'll quickly Ryback. go over that one. Who do you see going over? Ryback. 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 Yeah. Same. Ryback probably pins Miz. Yeah, that, that's what I see show. happening too. Yeah. You got you got more of a chance for you got more miles. You want to have Ryback versus Miz, maybe. Then you have Big Show because, like you said so many times, Big Show is just Big Show passes prime, and we don't need to see him anymore. Yeah, yeah. We just don't. But main event, Brock will not walk out as champion. He won't. You think he gets no pinned? Way. Do I think he gets pinned? Here's what I think happens. This is this, this is one, it's one of two scenarios. I think Rollins somehow gets a fluky win, you know, something or whatever, where Brock gets distracted, you know, where Brock, like, you know, hits, hits some bad move or bounces off the ropes or hits his head on the, an exposed turnbuckle or something, and Rollins gets the win. Rollins needs to stop using the pedigree, though. 
that either that happens or, so, you know, he gets a fluky win like that where Brock doesn't look, you know, weak in defeat. <laughs> or you have Triple H come out and attack Rollins while the referee is down, which builds to Triple H, Rollins, SummerSlam if they decide to do that. Mm-hmm. Or, and this is the wild card. Yeah. No help at all. He's out. You know, Kane, Mercury, Noble are out. Um, you all of a sudden lights go, you know, Brock looks like he's going to beat uh, Rollins. F5, lights go out. Um, or he's going to F5 him on the, uh, he's going to F5 him on the um, table, something like that. Lights go out. Boom, you hear the table spot. Lights come back on and it's Ambrose and Reigns standing by. Ooh, okay, okay. And you decide to do your shield reunion there. Okay. And the only reason that the only reason I thought that is it's a friend of mine, Jordan, that I talked to. He um I talked to him here and there, he lives in Cleveland. He suggested that that not necessarily that spot but the the shield reunion, only because Rollins doesn't have any help. How the hell is he gonna beat Lesnar? Yeah. How are you gonna beat a motivated two hundred and eighty pound guy that could toss you around like crazy? Not that Rollins isn't good, but how are you gonna do that? That's the only way I can see it. Or, and this is one that just popped into my head, um, F5 by, F, you know, a couple F5s by uh, Brock. One, let's pull that by And they do what they did to Survivor Series 2002. Oh, with Heyman turning on him? Yeah. Brock, yep, Heyman turned on him. That's all I can think of. Other than that, I don't know. I mean, what will you see happening? The Shield thing is interesting. I know some people were talking about that potentially happening, maybe a payback a couple months ago when they had that fatal four-way. Um, it makes kind of sense. I mean, I could see that in, in that, you know, Rollins needs help and he needs someone to help him beat Lesnar so he enlists the help of the Shield. The only thing is that Rollins has spent the last year feuding with both guys, Reigns and Ambrose, so it might not make much sense right now to reunite them. And I feel like right now is not the time to do it. You know, I feel like there's more money to be made in Ambrose and Reigns as babyfaces, but it's still a plausible scenario. I just remembered a scenario I came up with last night. Yeah, go ahead. So, all of a sudden, Shield is power. Shield, you know, Shield has power bombed um, or Shield triple power bombs. Uh, uh, Lesnar, one, two, three. Ref comes back to life. Lights go out again. As a Shield standing over, Wyatt is standing there on his knees. Think about it. Wyatt always talked about wanting to bring down the machine. What better way than to reunite the shield to take down the authority? Ooh, that's true. That's true. I just thought about what better way a little more a little more momentum that maybe this whole thing with Reigns was just a swerve. Even though it's been a good, very loose guy, I very much doubt they will go that route. But I just thought, I'm like, you know, if Wyatt wants to take down that machine like he always talked about, you could lead to Wyatt versus Triple H at Mania 32. That would be a nice match, yeah. You could nurture and build that. Somebody came up with a scenario that, like, okay, Triple H turns around SummerSlam. Uh, I think his Twitter handle's Invade Habstand, so I gotta give him credit for this, but (laughs) we talked about building it and building it where between Triple H and, uh, Wyatt where Triple H will not face Wyatt. He will not face him. He feels he's done in the ring, this kind of stuff. 
what Triple H should be done in the ring soon, even though he can deliver a good match still. But you build and build, and they kind of get around Rumble time where Bray has a really good showing in the Rumble, doesn't win it, and keeps calling out Triple H. Triple H then gets to uh, where he's really getting frustrated and is going to do it, then decides not to Bray lays him in the ring. Next week, Triple H calls him out, and they have this Titan Tron thing, you know, where um, Bray is, like, talking, and it cuts back to this camera shot, and it's a uh, name over a bed. I don't names of over their beds of, like, the daughters. And then the next week, Triple H is, like, losing. Triple H says, okay, you want to face me? You say that's the week before me, or a couple weeks before Mania. Or yeah. Before Mania. Mm-hmm. Cuts in, Triple H is like, you know, saying, okay, you want to fight me? You're going to get the three girls ass in the game, the King of Kings, all this stuff. Club, suddenly three girls are singing, he's got the whole world in his hands, right on the stage, and it's Triple H's daughters. Ooh. I'm like, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, I read this, and I'm like getting goosebumps thinking about how good that would be. Like, yeah, man, you thought this out good. <laughs> but that, that was that's what I would do. But I would almost have... If, if I could have my way, I would say lights go out, triple A, you know, or triple power bomb by the shield, and then one's covered as the rep comes back in. And then lights go out again, and the Wyatt is standing there with the shield on his knees, like over Brock. And then you could have Brock versus Wyatt at, you know, SummerSlam. You that- know, something like that. I mean, hey, it'd be a fresh match. Exactly. Like I was saying before, I feel like with John Cena too, Wyatt is another guy that doesn't have any more fresh faces to, to go up against. You know, I feel like Brock Lesnar versus Wyatt would be a kick-ass match too. It would be. It would, it would be unique because um, Wyatt doesn't move as well. I mean, not, I mean, not that Brock does either, but Wyatt doesn't move like a lot of guys his size should be able to. Exactly, yeah. The guy's an amazing athlete. Would be Battleground. Battleground could be a fun show. I worry a little bit about it, but it could be fun. These things given five weeks to build it, like you said. Yeah, and they've made the most of it, especially after the strong Raw on Monday. I'm looking forward to uh, what they deliver on Sunday. It could be a really good show. I say so, man. I say so, especially for NXT. I'm excited to see what they do with the women. Yeah, exactly. Especially with no match announced, then maybe they make something up at SmackDown, as you mentioned earlier, or. I don't know, they just have a segment or something, but it's, yeah, they were the biggest talking point coming out of Raw, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the women and that, uh... How, and how long has it been since the Divas, for a good reason, have been the talk, uh, has been the talk of Raw coming out of it? Exactly. It's been a while, it's been a while. I mean, it's been a long time. we really talk about anything bad with the Divas, where it's like, oh God, did you see what happened with the Divas was, oh wait, anything with the Bellas, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> The growing up Bella segment, oh God. Oh, don't remind me. Don't remind I, me. God, I wish that angle had died in the womb. Yeah, exactly. Don't we all? Oh, absolutely horrible garbage. This is the absolute worst. But before I let you go, man, before we uh, end the show here, feel free to plug your podcast for all the fans listening out there. Oh, yeah, no, hey, so guys, you know, don't listen to it during during uh, Graham's podcast here. Listen to his first. But I have a podcast. It's on Ustream. Real honesty with John Ripplin. John with two ends. It's on Ustream. My Twitter handle, Every Born Again, R-E-B-O-U-R-N-E again. I got a link to my Ustream page in there. And also, I'm on YouTube. I put that show on YouTube. Uh, Jonathan Ritlin, Jonathan, two N's, J-O-N-N-A-T-H-A-N, Ritlin, R-I-T-L-A-N-D, Look for that in the search engine. Give it a shot. Um, 
I'm over 1,100 views on YouTube, shockingly, and I'm almost at 1,100 views on Ustream. My American Dream Dusty Coats tribute on YouTube. Couldn't believe that. <laughs> it was crazy. I looked at him like, okay, 220 views, okay. Uh, two days later, 800 views. Well, that could be a typo. <laughs> crazy. The- it's crazy, man. But yeah, I mean, RIP to the dream. I mean, I'm, I can only imagine how he was smiling seeing the NXT women out there. Yeah, an amazing he, 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 he moment, yeah. So- the power of the dream. Oh, he so yeah. He worked so hard with them. It's crazy. Yeah, man, no, it's been a lot of fun. Feel free to have me on the show again. Sounds good, Fun man. Going. Absolutely. Definitely down the line. Yeah. But as you mentioned, you guys can follow him on Twitter at Reborn. Again, check out the podcast. Check out the YouTube. But as I mentioned, man, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It was a ton of fun. Any, anytime, man. No, I'll absolutely do it. I mean, it's like anytime you want to have me on the show, I can absolutely plug. I can plug about the old school stuff, too. <laughs> that too, exactly. Go watch the WWE Network and all the other great pay-per-views. I know you're watching those a lot. You're reviewing those shows. A lot of great stuff on the network, you know? Oh, so much good stuff. They, they need to add all the nitros, uh, even though the last ones weren't really that good. They need to add Thunder, and they need to add like some more WCCW stuff. We need to see more stuff with Von Erichs before they got more injury-prone. And we're still at Von Erichs, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm looking forward to more network stuff, hopefully in the near future. Hopefully in due time they can upload more content. But speaking of the network, Battleground on Sunday, it's going to be a great show. Looking forward to it. Hopefully you enjoy it too, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks once again to John for coming on the show. Had a great time. As I mentioned in the recording, you can follow him on Twitter at Reborn. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleRant. Find me on Facebook. Give the page an old thumbs up at facebook.com backslash graham.gsm.matthews. Find me on YouTube for exclusive excerpts of WrestleRant Radio, hashtag AskGSM, the WrestleRant editions, and everything else in between at youtube.com backslash C backslash graham.gsm or just graham.gsm.matthews. And also be sure to visit the website nextairwrestling.net where you're listening to this show right here, right now. Um, Reviews of Raw, SmackDown, Impact, NXT, Lucha, Underground, Ring of Honor, and everything else in between up every single day. For the most part, a weekly WWE Week in Review. Also up every single Tuesday, new episodes of WrestleRant Radio. Next week, we've got at Jamie Lee Mack, if everything goes according to plan. Um, I know he was supposed to be on this week. We had a few scheduling conflicts, as we have with a, our, our past few guests. I, I know John was supposed to be on a, uh, or Jonathan, rather, um, was supposed to be on a couple of weeks ago. And we got a couple, I went on vacation, so we got a couple mishaps in there and whatever, but at least we finally got him on the show. At Jamie Lee Mack will be on the show next week to help me review Battleground. So in the meantime, and in between time, folks, have a great week, and we'll catch you guys then.